The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in the wonderful city of Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. We're in the midst of a series titled, Open Your Mind to Prosperity. This series is based upon the book of the same title by Catherine Ponder. My request is that anyone who is following along with this series actually get the book by Catherine Ponder. This book is packed with practical principles for better living. And I'm telling you, if you work with this book, you'll have an expansion in consciousness and demonstration. So make sure that you get the material. You get the book. It's still available um, through uh, it's still published through Divorce and Company. It's available on Amazon.com. Many uh, spirituality uh, bookstores that carry spiritual books still carry many of Catherine Ponder's works. It's worth your investment. And as I've stated before, you're worth your investment. You have to put time in to make sure that you are investing in yourself, spending money on your own growth and development. Now, today we're going to be talking about bringing forth the divine plan. Her book is divided basically into two sections. It's the primary part, part one, and then she has a part two. Uh, part two goes into some little bit more details. The part one is she calls the basic methods for demonstrating prosperity. What you need to know no matter what. Then the other ones are, you know, more supplemental. So we're now in part two, other ways to demonstrate prosperity. And the first chapter in that section, which is chapter seven, is prosperity through the divine plan. Prosperity through the divine plan. And I wanted to read this scripture or a couple of scriptures out of the book of Jeremiah just to kind of, uh, you know, support the uh the text in this book she uh, in the book of jeremiah it is written at jeremiah 29 11 this is supposed to be god of the lord of israel uh, god of israel speaking to uh the children of israel through jeremiah for surely i know the plans i have for you says the lord 
plans for your welfare and not for harm to give you a future with hope. Again, I'm going to read it again. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm to give you a future with hope. And then at the beginning of the book of Jeremiah, one of my favorite scriptures, I mean, one of my absolute favorite scriptures is found in Jeremiah chapter one, verses four and five. Now, the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Again, the part that I like is before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. In other words, before there was even a collision of a sperm and egg cell, there's an aspect of us that is spiritual, that that is not dependent on the body for existence. Before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. So it's understanding and being very clear that, um, you know, that there's something within the soul that needs to be manifested. And we need to be mindful of that um, as we go forward with this chapter. Now, she wrote in on page 15, 115, excuse me. There is a special way you can manifest your heritage of unlimited good by calling the divine plan of your life into expression. The great truth is that there is a divine plan for your life, and that divine plan is the sublime plan. It includes health, happiness, abundance, and perfect self-expression. As you begin to dwell upon the divine plan, you will attract to yourself the ideas, opportunities, events, and people that are meant to be a part of your life. Now, this does not mean that you don't have choice, but what it is saying is that there... The the calling is more is is not just a ministerial thing. Many times people feel called to certain things uh, that they're that they're supposed to do things that they're supposed to make a difference that they're supposed to support uh, that they're supposed to uh, be the transformational agent for something to happen. And what's funny about life is many times we have the natural talents gifts and abilities to do the thing that we don't know that we could be doing for instance i'm you know just for an example i'll take myself when i was a kid um when i would finish work in grammar school i would ask the teacher if i could go in the back and read the encyclopedia or the encyclopedias because you know in the um you know 70s and 80s um, late 70s, early 80s, you could ha- they would have encyclopedias in the back of the classroom to support whatever the teacher was teaching. So if I finished my work early or finished my test early, I would read the encyclopedias. I would read them, and when I was at home, because my mother had a set of encyclopedias, I loved to read and research knowledge. As a kid, I would even buy Greek, not buy, I would go to the library and and get books based upon Greek mythology and things of that nature, stories, you know, Heracles, which we call Hercules, um, you know, and, you know, the Cupid, the real Cupid and all of that type of stuff. And it was very interesting because I was I, I discovered that I could read a lot of information very quickly and understand it. And I was a voracious comic book reader i would read so many comic books i would stay in the in in crocs and britannos when my mom and my sister were shopping i would just stay and read the whole comic book rack and buy the ones that that as many as she would give me money to buy why is that necessary because in what the field that i do ministry is good to have the ability to be able to read absorb quickly and be able to explain what you read and sometimes critically think about it and take it beyond so i was naturally gifted for something i didn't even know that i that that i was developing a skill that i would use later to help me fulfill what was in my soul to do 
I'm just using that as an example because I can speak to that because I know how real it, it was because I had no intention ever growing up of being a minister or a spiritual teacher or doing any work like this. But the talents and abilities were already there. The ability to be able to have, um, you know, uh, to be teachable, you know, the ability to be able to like people, you know, because obviously there are ministers who don't necessarily like people. It, it pains me to say that. I don't know if it pains me, but you get my point. The it's, it's certain skills that you have to develop. It might be it. The skills might be raw. But they're there. And we have to make sure that we are mindful that the gifts, talents and abilities that we have many times are clues to purpose, mission and vision. All right, moving on. So she says, how do you work with this? She's basically saying that when you are working in alignment with what is trying to emerge from your soul, she's calling it the divine plan. I'm saying as the ideas of God, as the callings of God, as the desires of God come forth out of your soul, they draw. She calls it attracts to yourself the ideas, opportunities and events, uh, events and people that are meant to be a part of the expression of that idea. So you you can look back and see when you walked in alignment with what it was emerging from your soul, how things tended to connect in ways that you didn't see at the time because you were experiencing it. But as you contemplate, as you reflect back on life, you'll see how things connected. All right. She, she goes on to say bottom of page. 115, you simply dwell on your divine plan and let it unfold people, places, and things to you. She goes on to say, this is the easy way to pray and demonstrate your good. This is the easy way to straighten out events and situations in your own life, as well as to pray for other people. So when we don't know what else to pray, we're praying that the divine plan express. Now, why is this powerful? Because uh, one of the definitions that Charles Fillmore used for it, uh, principle in the revealing word is that divine principle is fundamental truth in a universal sense. But he also states that it is the underlying plan by which spirit or God moves in expressing itself. So every individual, in my opinion, based upon the teachings of new thought, is supposed to be a demonstrated Christ. What I mean by that, what I mean by that is a fully awakened spiritual being. That's the divine plan for every person. I believe that wholeheartedly. Every individual has within them the I am as their true nature. They're spiritual beings. Everybody, even if they're really, really masking their spiritual potential. It doesn't change that it doesn't change the truth. The truth is every person is I am because we're the image and likeness of I am that I am. All right. So there's the underlying plan to ex for God to express God as you. So when you call forth the divine plan, anything that's inconsistent with the expression of God's good. God's will for you for absolute good is set aside. This is why it's good to play, pray for the divine plan of someone else, because that's calling forth the I am in that individual. Not their temporary thought based upon what they like or don't like in the moment or the belief systems in the moment or their feelings in the moment or the images that they hold in their mind in the moment or the experiences they're going through in the moment. When you call forth the divine plan, you're calling forth the activity of God in their own soul to manifest in new and wonderful ways. Back to the book. It goes on to say that Simply affirm that the divine plan is coming forth in any given situation, knowing it will be the sublime plan and will include the greatest good of all 
concerned. Of all concerned. So if I'm not getting along with somebody, instead of praying about them, maybe I should pray for them and call forth the divine plan in their life. Therefore, their highest good and my highest good don't necessarily have to be together. And if they're going off into their highest good and I'm working on my highest good, we can't be beefing. Because your highest good can't beef with my highest good. And for those who listen to this outside of the United States, beef is a term I just realized as I'm using it, using it is a metaphor for disagreement, for lack of terms, or, or strong disagreement. Anyway, I have to be mindful of, you know, sometimes the, the way we use words metaphorically. Everybody who listens to these shows are, <laughs> aren't in the United States of America. Anyway, page 117, the easy way to unfold your good. Uh, middle of the pages where, where the italics read, it says, there are many people in the world today who do not know what they want to do with their lives. If they would daily declare the divine plan for themselves, they would have, they would, excuse me, they would not have had to know specifically. They would unfold it into it naturally. So what she's saying is, as you call for the divine plan, realize that there's a divine intelligence, wisdom, and understanding within you as a part of your own spiritual gifts. So as you call forth your divine plan, you're calling forth the expression of God's attributes of intelligence, wisdom, and understanding. You know, one of the things we say is wisdom is the idea and divine mind of orderly knowledge, and it functions as intelligence, inspiration, and intuition. So intuitively, you will start to understand what it is you're supposed to be doing. You'll be inspired to do it. So just be mindful of that. That As you call forth your divine plan, you're calling forth the inspiration and intuitive knowing of God. All right. Then she goes a little bit deeper, deeper. She says, each of us comes forth on this earth plane with the divine plan for our life wrapped up within our soul nature. This divine plan longs to manifest for us. Calling on it releases it. So we show up here with some things to learn, some things to do, some things to express. And we have to make sure that we're in alignment with with that higher call so we can then demonstrate what's in the soul. Many times people are doing things and they just seem to not have any fulfillment or satisfaction because the, the soul is longing at a deeper subconscious level to do something different from a deeper, I would even say superconscious level, the, the, the prodding of spirit that is saying, you're supposed to be doing something else. You're supposed to be doing something more. You're supposed to be doing something different. It's, it's the prodding of the soul. Saying you were, you were created to be more, do more, be more. It's that prodding. It's that desire. And, you know, it's like um, this unity minister, Margaret Pounder, wrote many years ago in Laws of Love, that we can end up having divine discontent. Literally, uh, the discontent that is being pushed from within out because the soul isn't satisfied with what it's doing and who it's being. I can't explain it, but I do know many people who've had that experience. That's all I can say about that. Um, So just be mindful that it does happen. It does happen. So I say all that to say it's good to just say, you know, spirit, God, Holy Spirit, whatever term you use, God in me, Christ, I am, unfold my divine plan in my mind, in my heart. In my life, world, and affairs. Allow it to be revealed. 
allow it to be revealed. So I, I think that was my one minute cue. <laughs> so let me say this before we uh, uh, go to our first break. That this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your gifts. So as you freely receive, uh, receive, freely give, go on, click on the donate button or whatever giving button that they have on the website at unity.fm and support this online ministry. Also, um, I'm going to ask you to find the show on iTunes or Stitcher and give it, if you think it deserves it, a five-star rating and write a review for it. It helps the shows uh, become more um, viewed and get more um, promotion on iTunes and Stitcher. So please go on and write the reviews for that. And we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focus, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on a Course in Miracles with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free every Friday at 2 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace. And explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'll light a candle in your name. Did you know that the Buddha gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that Jesus gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that both these masters taught exactly the same thing? And guess what? They did not teach the law of attraction. They taught the great paradox of prosperity. You can have anything you want. Why, you can have things you don't even know you want, but not by wanting them. Instead, put your attention on the vibrant presence of the divine within. Do that and your life will change. It has to. That is the natural order. Want to crack the code on the great paradox? Get Janet Connors' The Lotus and the Lily. Available everywhere great books are sold.
God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central. 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm on page 118 now of Open Your Mind to Prosperity. She calls it the altest childhood sense of a divine plan. She wrote, if a parent, if parents would affirm the divine plan for their children when they are small or even prenatally, they would, there would be no confusion or uncertainty about the children's future. Now, what I will say about that is it's a very absolute statement. What I think it is it's, it's calling forth the activity of the Holy Spirit with the individual child. But we have to remember that each child is an individual soul. So I don't like the certain absolute statements because you can do that and the child still needs to choose. But what it is is training the child consciously and unconsciously in the way that he or she should go. And I do believe in that. Calling forth, you know, even when, you know, before the baby's born, praying mothers and the fathers, hopefully praying on the on the, you know, the on the belly and just calling forth divine health and peace and intelligence and beauty and all of the other things. I did that every day um, when my daughter Angel was going through the nine month process of getting here. And, you know, I can't even tell you the prayer that I prayed, but I prayed it every day consistently, no matter what, did not miss a day because what I was caught trying to do was recognize that the Christ, the I am, the spiritual identity, the I'm not presence of God, the omniscience of God, the omnipotence of God was coming forth into expression. And I could call and speak to that activity, the activity that didn't have ears, didn't have eyes didn't have a mouth didn't have hands or fingers or you know etc at one point not even a brain but could speak to the to the intelligence that was coming into form to be into form as a baby but in other words that was it was she was and is a spiritual being and was and and will continue to be before she put on form and after she leaves it, no different than me or any of us. We have to be mindful that as we call forth the activity of God in an individual, we're calling forth and beholding the highest in them. This is why, you know, you hear a lot of people using the term namaste. The old term used to be numaskar, meaning I salute the divinity within you. I salute the divinity within you. I'm recognizing that you're more than the human costume. And we can do that with our children. But one of the things I think this does that she doesn't mention is it helps free 
the parent's mind from the belief that this child is limited only to what it can be taught by the parent or the responsibilities of the parent. In other words, this is a soul that has showed up here with his or her own divine purpose, plan, mission, and vision. And it's my job as the parent to help them discover it, not to be a hindrance to shape the kid into being the image and likeness of my own thought. Because sometimes that's the problem. But the kid has to walk their own soul journey. And one of the ways that parents can get out of the way and support that individual soul is to by recognizing that the child is only your child in this context of being a human being. In other words, that's not the totality of your child. That's the role that they're playing and it's the role that you're playing while we're here. But we're not limited by our roles. And I would say, I'm not going to say you're not your role. What I will say is that you're not the totality of the roles you play. You are more than your role. How about that? You are more than your role. Anyway, moving on. She talks about how to clear the wrong people out of your life. All right. She wrote, many people, page 119, many people are striving for things or situations in life which are not right for them. Many are even striving for people who do not belong to them. That is so true. So we're trying to uh, get things that are out of alignment with our good and definitely people that many times are out of alignment with our good. And we need to be very mindful. So as we call forth the divine plan, it puts things in order. And she wrote on page 128, and she uses wonderful stories that I'm not about to get into because I'm just trying to teach the main points of the chapter. If you have to force someone or something into your life, that is not part of your good. What you fight to get, you must fight to keep. Mm. I'm going to read that again. If you have to force. Now, force does not mean work. You know, some things in life you have to work for. But there's a difference between working for and forcing. And you have to know the nuance. I can't explain that to you, but you'll know in your soul, like, this doesn't fit. And I'm trying to make myself do this. I'm trying to make myself be in in this career field. I'm trying to make myself be in this relationship. I'm trying to make myself be in this experience. And it doesn't fit my soul. It just doesn't fit many times people do things for various reasons that have nothing to do with satisfaction or a sense of fulfillment uh people will even you know even marry without love or a sense of mutual vision or mission or anything just because either it it, it seemed like the smart thing to do on paper or it's just something that's broken and people are reacting to life out of their broken paradigm. Any way it goes, if it's out of order, and if it doesn't fit, as Johnny Cochran once said, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. It's time to let it go. You know, what you have to gain by force, you have to continually reinforce. So if you got to hold it in place, to make it so, you know, I, you know, being a minister and talking with people far as, you know, marriage counseling or just talking to people in general, one of the challenges that comes into play is the understanding that um, that you shouldn't have to hold somebody down to make them be with you. If you got to watch them. Make sure they're not where they're supposed to be at all times and and who they're with and why they're there and all of that type of stuff. Then you're you're having to keep and maintain something by force. You have to continue to reinforce it instead of being free enough and to be able to be in a situation, a circumstance that's holistic to you and not taking energy from you. Because to be in any type of scenario like that takes from you. And if it's taken from you, it's taken from your divine plan. If it's taken from your divine plan, that means you're not in your flow. And if you're not in your flow, you're definitely not in your prosperity. She goes on to write, 
But when you affirm the divine plan, those people and situations that are not a part of it begin to move out of your life. As you continue affirming the divine plan, those people and situations that are part of it find their way into your life easily and naturally, unattended by fuss or bother. This is the easy way to live life successfully. So as you call forth the divine plan, people start to move and navigate out of it. I remember a person telling me that, you know, when he uh, had an issue with a person that was a subordinate at work, this person just was creating, you know, some unworkable situations and it was difficult to move the person because of union things, et cetera, et cetera. And he started to call for the divine plan. In other words, may your highest good manifest my highest good manifest. May the, thy will be done. My, not my will. And the person got transferred to something that was more in alignment with what satisfied and fulfilled that person's soul. So that person was able to evolve, to be whoever they needed to be. And, and, uh, a person that was causing drama in the space for this particular leader was dismissed, which created peace in the work environment. So it all worked out for everybody's good. So that's the thing about understanding how to work with principle. When you work with the principles of spirit, it works out everything for everybody's good, not just for your good or your good. Is it stepping on somebody else's neck? That's not how spirit works. If you call forth the highest for all concerned, that's what it means. Because God's will for everyone is absolute good. All right. Back to the book. Page 121. It reads, the divine plan often brings changes. She wrote, the one thing you must be prepared for when you start calling on the divine plan is transition and change. If you start calling for the divine plan, sometimes some things you thought were in order are going to start to crumble because it's all a part of your transformation. It's deconstructed so it can be reconstructed. You know, I've used this analogy before. I don't know if I've used it on the show, but if you go to somebody's home and they're taking, for instance, a Saturday to really do a deep cleaning, they're pulling out the drawers, they're, you know, sweeping, mopping, you know, uh, cleaning, scrubbing the whole nine, pulling stuff out, putting it back in. You can walk into a person's home and it's a mess. Couches are all over the place. Closets are all out. Stuff is all on the floor, etc. But as they're as they work with eliminating the things that no longer need to be in the house, cleaning up the things that need to be cleaned, putting things where they belong that may not they might need to be in the house, but they were in the wrong place. As that process happens, when you come back to the house, the house is more functional, and it allows the uh, the the users of that home or facility to be able to function efficiently or more efficiently. Well, it's the same thing with your divine plan. As you start calling for the divine plan for your life, it might seem as though some things that you thought were together start to crumble and whatever, but it's all being shifted to make sure things are in the right place. The things and people and experiences that are no longer need to be a part of your life are dismissed. And sometimes that can be painful because we have attachments to them. And the things that need to be cleaned in the soul, the thoughts, the feelings, the beliefs, the images that need, that need to be regenerated, renewed, revitalized, restored, uh, will that process will happen. And now you are more efficient. You're more able to function in alignment with purpose because the soul stuff that was interfering with it is out of the way. So if you get rid of the soul stuff, the outer stuff has to go. So if I get rid of the equivalent of the crazy folks in my own mind, because that's where it starts, then the, then the, People on the outer will lose interest in me and I'll lose interest in them. 
because it starts within as Jack Addington wrote in the book that I love the title. It's an out of print book. Now psychogenesis, everything begins in the mind, everything. All right. So she goes on to say, when you begin to dwell upon the divine plan, you may find changes taking place in your life very quickly, very quickly. Instead of resisting and resenting them, recognize them for what they are, part of your divine plan, which can only lead you to expand it good if you will let it. All right. All right. We're about one minute away from our next break, so I don't want to jump into the next part before I do that. Let me remind you, though, if you do want to call in, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489 to um, ask a question. Don't forget that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Go on the page, like the page, you know, comment in the, when I post things, videos or you know, different things that help support your spiritual growth. And it's also the quickest way to get in contact with me, um, you know, through the uh, the True Transforms inbox. Uh, so make sure that you connect with me. Uh, it's, it's time for our second break. So we'll be right back with True Transforms. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss through lecture, live interviews, and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Uh, I'm going to now page 122, how to free yourself from an old cycle. She wrote, most of us want freedom from something. I just wanted to stop right there. Most of us want freedom from something. It doesn't make a difference what the something is. We all have things. If we look at our life and said, you know what? I could be freer in this. Oh, I want to express more of this. I want to have more of that. I want to have less of this, less of that. Like less could be like weight or debt or drama, whatever. So, most of us want to be free from something. And that's one of the things we need to be aware of. And one of the things she writes about is, she says, often we have completed a cycle 
in uh, our growth and progress, but we do not know how to become free from that old cycle so as to progress in new ways. So if we don't know how to move on to a new phase of life, we can be technically done with a thing on the inside, but outwardly still be in the experience, experience because either one, we don't have the courage to move or two, we don't know how to move. All right. Or three, we're too lazy to move. Let me just throw that out there. So the author goes on to write, usually we have learned what we can from a given set of circumstances. We have given what we could to those circumstances, yet we remain in them, not knowing how to free ourselves. So she gives some uh, some advice. Speaking the word for the divine plan begins to free us of worn out circumstances, experiences and relationships of the past or present. Now, what I want you to be present to is yet again. Is. When you're working with. The law of mind it's always from the inside out. So by speaking for the divine plan and having it emerge in your own soul, what you're actually doing is healing, transforming, releasing and renewing in your own your own mental states. Therefore, it shows up in your life world and affairs as within. So without as within. So without we have to be very present to that and because I think sometimes we think, okay, I'm doing this work and then these outer people are going to move, but realize that the outer people situations and circumstances are only reflections of what's happening on the inside. That's it. You know, the same type of people just can't keep showing up in your experiences without it being some level of reflection of what's going on in you. All right. So, The author goes on to say, whenever you need guidance about people or events, declare that the divine plan is manifesting in these situations or in the lives of those people. You will be amazed at how quickly things will right themselves. And she gives an affirmation for it that a man used on page 123. And she gives several affirmations through this chapter. You could pick any of them. But I like this one because it's really short and to the point. There is a divine plan for my life. That divine plan is unfolding for me now. I just love that because it's quick, direct, and it doesn't, and you can put a lot of power and feeling in it because you can just say it over and over again and really meditate and contemplate on it as you say it. There is a divine plan for my life. That divine plan is unfolding for me now. There is a divine plan for my life. That divine plan is unfolding for me now. There is a divine plan for my life. That divine plan is unfolding for me now. It just feels good to say that to me. That that there's something more to me than what I'm currently dealing with, whether it's to my liking or not, because it's something deeper in me. She goes on to give another affirmation on the same page. Nothing can hinder the divine plan of my life. No one can delay the divine plan of my life. What God has given me, Cannot be diminished. Reverend Coleman used to tell us at Christ Universal Temple that no one can take from you what is yours by right of consciousness. If it's yours by right of consciousness, the universe has to back it up. All of omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence has to back up that which is yours by right of consciousness. Because that's divine law. Just think about that. That's why we tell you, if you want prosperity, develop a prosperity consciousness. If you want health, develop a health consciousness. If you want peace of mind, develop a peace consciousness, because that which is yours by right of consciousness cannot be taken from you. 
by anyone. Page 124, how to pray successfully for yourself and others. She goes on to give, again, more powerful affirmations. It is good to affirm for others. I release you to the divine plan of your life. Christ in you reveals to you the divine plan. You unfold it. You unfold into it quickly and in peace. Now, why is that important? I, so instead of worrying or fussing or whatever, just start affirming. I release to you. I release you to the divine plan for your life. Children acting, acting crazy. I release you to the divine plan for your life. I release I release you because the thing that's upsetting and frustrating you is your mental attachment to what you think they should or shouldn't be doing. And that can interfere with your prosperity. She gives another. uh, Some more advice, she says, so often we have mistakenly advised others of what we felt they should do and have carried heavy emotional burdens as a result when our only responsibility was to affirm the divine plan for them and let them unfold their good in their own way. I might not see why they're taking the path that they're taking, the road that they're taking. Or the choices and decisions that they're taking or making, but they have to walk their own path and find their own way. And if they need me, they will seek me. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't ever jump in to help people if they need help. Lord knows if they're, especially if they're under your responsibility. What I mean by that is not an adult or you're helping somebody who might be having health challenges like a parent who's, you know, elderly or things of that nature. I'm not saying any of that. Please understand what I'm saying. I am saying that many times we get attached to what other people are doing or not doing. We get frustrated. We get mad. We get angry. We get fearful. We get a whole bunch of other things because we're not willing to let a soul walk his or her own path. And while we're focused on their lives, we can ruin our own health, many times ruin our own prosperity because many times uh, we're seeing this now more than ever with um, uh, parents of adult children that they're, they'll spend all of their wealth trying to support a child who doesn't want to float their own boat. You got to, you know, in other words, not willing to allow the child to grow up and be the adult that they are will will spend tens of thousands of dollars trying to support a lifestyle when the kid doesn't want to do it themselves or the young adult doesn't want to do it themselves. Um, you know, we're seeing that now more than ever. Uh, you look at statistics of when I was growing up, you know, the idea was to get out of the house, get your own, have your own, be self-sufficient and now many people are dealing with situations and circumstances where uh the children in their late 20s and 30s and 40s some have never left home or moved back home and they stay home and don't even know what it ever means to pay their own mortgage or their own rent or pay their own utilities or be responsible for their own lives and you know This is not a criticism. This is a critique of saying parents allow your children to walk their own path and children will find a way to make sure that you're living your own path in your own way because you have to be able to blaze your own trail. You can't be relying on somebody else's. All right. So back to the book. When your good is delayed. She wrote, when you affirm the manifestation of the divine plan for your life, it may begin unfolding quickly. If so, you must be willing to let go of the old and quickly expand to your divine plan. Here's the key. Accepting whatever changes are involved in people, environment and events. As Emerson has stated, for everything you gain, 
you lose something. That's true. Now, what you lose ain't worth keeping. But for us, because we have attachments and meaning to things that can be painful. But she also says, however, just the opposite may happen when you begin affirming the divine plan. Changes may come slowly or not at all. If your good seems delayed, it may be a matter of divine timing. Even though you feel ready for your new good, the new people and events that are to be connected with your divine plan may not have reached that point of fruition in your life. This is the time to declare that the divine plan of yours manifests under divine timing. In other words, everything has to come together in the way that it needs to happen for the fulfillment of your plan. She says it this way. Often the divine plan does not seem to work in our behalf until we have brought order into a present situation. As long as there's still something for us to do in a present situation, our new good cannot appear. A loving father seems to withhold the next development until order is first established in the present situation and in the present state of mind. So let's unwrap this. My first, if I want my divine plan to unfold, one of the things I need to do is address what's in my face right now and get some order to it because we want new good, new demonstration, new healing, new peace, new prosperity, new relationships, all this type of stuff to show up in our lack of organization and our chaos and our disorganization and our drama and our trauma. At all. So we need to be mindful that part of unfolding the divine plan means getting our own minds and lives in order. All right. And she gives the example of uh, a plant. She says, um, talking about a, a, a plant in the desert. She says the film explained that these plants blossomed in that desert climate only when the conditions were just right. The plants will wait for years for the right conditions before they blossomed. Like the plant in the desert, awaiting the right conditions in which to blossom, we sometimes have to await just the right time in our soul growth to enjoy our expanded good. Meanwhile, by meeting our present circumstances non-resistantly, we may be developing certain soul qualities and talents which will prepare us for such a time. So as we continue to work through the process, recognize that sometimes the reason why it's not happening is because the conditions aren't right in mind for it to unfold. We have to prepare. We have to work. This is why inner spiritual work is so necessary. This is why I tell people, stay in the class, listen to the shows, get the CDs or DVDs or the audio programs or the downloads. Do your meditation work. Do your affirmation. Do your visualization. Do your visioning. Why? All of this stuff is soul work because you're preparing yourself for the new good. So as you're affirming the divine plan, you're also cleaning up life. So when it's time for spirit to move in this new way, you're ready. Because if it moves and you're not ready, you won't be able to handle it anyway. Be prepared for your good. How do you, how does that happen? By Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? 
Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life. 